Hello, my name is Andrew Laposha, and welcome to The Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be looking at the death and final years of comedy legend Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis is widely acknowledged as a comedy genius. He began his career in the late 1940s, partnering with singer Dean Martin. Together, the comedy team were a smash hit on stage and on television, as well as starring in 16 movies, all of which were box office hits. After their breakup in 1956, Jerry continued his movie career and continued to be very successful all over the world. He made many classic comedies, such as The Ladies' Man, The Errand Boy, and of course, The Nutty Professor. Jerry kept himself busy by not only starring in these movies, but also serving as the writer and director. He was a pioneer in filmmaking, having been the first filmmaker to use video assist, which is the practice of filming and then immediately viewing the performance. Not only was Jerry Lewis a successful filmmaker and actor, but he was also a world-renowned humanitarian and philanthropist, serving as the national chairman for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. He raised awareness for the disease by hosting an annual Labor Day telethon from 1966 to 2010. The telethon raised an estimated $2.6 billion. It even got him a Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Despite Jerry Lewis's legacy and influence, he was notoriously difficult to work with. His 1956 breakup with Dean Martin was very unfriendly, and the pair did not speak with each other for 20 years. According to legend, he would attend meetings and purposely leave behind a suitcase with a recorder in it so that he could listen to what people were saying about him. He was not looked at as a good husband or father either. His wife of 35 years filed for divorce from him in 1980, citing extravagant spending and infidelity. His eldest son, Gary Lewis, who is best known as the lead singer of the 60s rock group Gary Lewis and the Playboys, publicly stated that his father was a mean and evil person who never showed him or his siblings any love or care. He also suffered from numerous health problems throughout his life. If you're like me and you wanted to start a podcast, but were not very tech-savvy, you wouldn't have known what to do. Then I heard about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jerry Lewis's health problems date as far back as 1960. He had his first heart attack that year during the filming of the movie Cinderfella. There is a scene in the movie where Jerry runs up a steep grand staircase which had 63 steps on it. Insisting that the shot be done in one take, Jerry ran up all the steps in seven seconds. This put a strain on his heart, and he was placed in the hospital, delaying the filming of the movie. In 1965, Jerry was performing at the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas. During his performance, he did one of his classic pratfalls off a piano and broke bones in his spine. To help relieve the pain, he was prescribed the painkiller Percodan. He became addicted to it for the next 13 years. He would take up to 13 pills a day, and it would be the only way he could perform. His addiction got so bad that he nearly attempted suicide in 1973. On his 29th wedding anniversary, he stood in the bathroom of his home. Jerry put a revolver up to the roof of his mouth and reached for the trigger. Then he heard his children laughing and running through the hallway, and he snapped out of it. His Percodan addiction, however, did not stop until October 1978. 
He started bleeding from his nose, mouth, and ears. His friend, the renowned heart surgeon, Michael DeBakey, treated Jerry for an ulcer and hospitalized him for 10 days. After that hospitalization, he went home and dumped 2,000 pills in the toilet, never taking Percodan again. Despite this, his back problems remained. December 1982. Jerry had just recently finished filming his role in the Martin Scorsese movie, The King of Comedy. It was a rare dramatic role for Lewis. Not only that, but he just released a new autobiography. And on top of that, he was engaged to a beautiful young woman nicknamed Sam. Life was looking up for Jerry Lewis. All of a sudden, he suffered another heart attack. He was immediately rushed to the hospital. At one point, he was declared clinically dead. Michael DeBakey flew in from Houston to be with him and to provide guidance on his treatment. Jerry underwent emergency double bypass surgery to open an artery that was 90% closed. The operation was a success, and Jerry Lewis was discharged after eight days. The following November, he hosted Saturday Night Live, and the cold open sketch poked fun at his recent surgery. In the sketch, he imagines Dean Martin, played by Joe Piscopo, as his surgeon, and Sammy Davis Jr., played by Eddie Murphy, as his anesthesiologist. Jerry Lewis was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 1986 and was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 1992. In 1997, he underwent spinal surgery, which temporarily helped with his back problems, and in 1999, Lewis was forced to abandon an Australian tour due to hospitalization of meningitis. In May 2001, Jerry suffered a severe shortness of breath and turned blue. He was diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis. His family was told he only had a 10% chance of survival. Jerry was prescribed pernazone to treat pulmonary fibrosis, which caused him to gain a considerable amount of weight and a change in appearance. His fans noticed this during his telethon that year, leaving them very worried. In September of that year, Jerry was scheduled to be the headliner for a charity event at the London Palladium. He was introduced but did not appear. He had been rushed to the hospital with heart problems. After this hospitalization, he began a months-long therapy to wean him off pernazone. After the therapy, he lost all the weight he had gained. Around this time, he also began to experience severe back pain again. Jerry underwent a three-hour operation for the permanent installation of a remote-controlled device called a Medtronic Synergy Neurostimulator. The operation was a complete success, and it permanently ended his back problems. In the 2000s, Jerry became abbot of the New York Friars Club, and a roast was held in his honor in June 2006. After attending the roast in New York, Jerry boarded a commercial airline flight and headed back to San Diego. During the flight, he suffered a mild heart attack. Two stents were placed in his coronary arteries, and he was back to performing within a few weeks. In October of 2010, it was announced that the next year's MDA telethon would be cut back to only six hours. Several months later, in May of 2011, it was announced that it would also be Jerry Lewis's last year as host. In the recent years, Jerry had been co-hosting the telethon with Nigel Lithgow, who was the producer for American Idol, and Allison Sweeney, who was the host of The Biggest Loser. Jerry criticized both shows in a press conference. Shortly after the press conference, it was announced that Jerry Lewis would not be appearing at that year's telethon and that he would no longer be MDA's national chairman. The ratings faltered without him, and the telethon permanently ended in 2015. In June 2012, Jerry collapsed from hypoglycemia at a New York Friars Club event and was forced to cancel a show in Sydney, Australia. Jerry Lewis was very active in the last few years of his life. He made appearances on The Talk and The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and even managed to land a starring dramatic role in the 2016 movie Max Rose, which premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. 
His last appearance was on Jerry Seinfeld's Netflix series, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, which was released posthumously. In the December 2015 interview with Raymond Arroyo, he talked politics. He talked about his opposition to the United States housing Syrian refugees, saying, No one has worked harder for the human condition than I have, but they're not part of the human condition if 11 guys in the group of 10,000 are ISIS. How can I take that chance? He also criticized President Obama for not being prepared for ISIS and gave his support for Donald Trump, saying he would make a good president because he was a good showman. In August 2016, Jerry Lewis was a guest on Mark Marin's podcast. Marin was interviewing Lewis while promoting Max Rose. The interview was going swimmingly. Jerry was being open about his early life and career, working with Dean Martin, and his solo movie work. About a half hour into the interview, Jerry got up and left with no explanation. Mark Marin was so embarrassed that he put off releasing the episode for several months. Jerry gave his final interview in December 2016. It was to be a 10-15 to minute piece for The Hollywood Reporter on entertainers who remained active into their 90s. The interview is available online, but let me tell you that it is painfully awkward. He clearly does not want to be there. He appeared very grumpy and only gave brief answers. In June 2017, Lewis was hospitalized at a Las Vegas hospital for a urinary tract infection. His prognosis was good, though, and he was supposed to go to Toronto soon to shoot a movie. He never got to. Jerry died at his home two months later on August 20th, 2017. He was 91 years old. Jerry left his estate to his second wife and their daughter, intentionally excluding his sons from his first marriage from his will. The cause of death was end-stage cardiac disease and peripheral artery disease. Jerry Lewis hated funerals, and he never had one of his own. However, two weeks later, on Labor Day weekend, a private party was held in his honor at the South Point showroom in Las Vegas. The location was fitting because that was where he hosted his final telethon as well as where he performed one of his last live shows. The event was hosted by Tony Orlando, who is Jerry's longtime telethon co-host. Dane Cook, Jeffrey Ross, and Ileana Douglas spoke, and Jack Jones performed the song Smile. That same weekend, Turner Classic Movies had a marathon of his films. Jerry Lewis's influence remains. After his death, so many comedians came forward to talk about how influential he was to their careers. I will admit that I personally have never really been a huge fan of his movies, but I will say that he deserves all the respect in the world for his influence in filmmaking and comedy, as well as for the great causes he fought for. Thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Please don't forget to subscribe. If possible, leave me a review. If you have any requests for somebody you would like to see talked about on this podcast, let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.